Good. Our back. Pre-game show, Nick and Julius. Adam is still recovering from Michigan's <laughs> ass whooping they put down. Um, Julius, I know you're in a different continent, let alone country. What uh, Did you get to watch that game at all, or was that past bedtime? Actually, I had it like bedside on my nightstand playing on my phone as I was like dozing off to sleep late last night. And and as the as the as the slaughter grew more, I I just dozed off into a, a nice sweet dream. Yes, that's what you should do because I was sat there and watched it for uh, about the first hour and ter- I literally just unplugged my projector from outside. We were having a fire and some people over. And I was uh, had it on the projection, and I immediately unplugged it and never plugged it back in. Forty nine to nothing, Julius. I cannot believe that. Is I want you to talk a little bit about this Michigan football team. I know this is a Detroit Lions podcast, but we are in Michigan. As everyone who watches the show knows, I'm a big Michigan State guy, so there's nothing for me to talk about. But Julius, you're a big Michigan guy, along with Adam, and I want to know just what you think about this team this year. Like, is this is this is this the team? Is this it? Or like, where, where do we stand? Where do you think? You know, what's funny about Michigan football, the current state of Michigan football right now, it's being, they're having a historically great season uh, in Ann Arbor and it's being totally overshadowed by the Detroit Lions, bro. <laughs> I promise you in Michigan land, almost everybody is kind of like, we're not really worried about Michigan. Honestly, I think this whole season has just been a, a long wait for Ohio State, to be honest. And, you know, everything that's going on with Michigan State, you know, it's it's rough. I kind of feel for it a, a bit, but at the same time, it's kind of self-inflicted. So I just just not worry about it. But I think Michigan has a, a great team. I think they are uh, a threat to win the national title this year. I think they're going to throttle Ohio State for a third year in a row. And uh, Michigan State, I think something drastic needs to happen for the program not to be in a swamp for the next decade. Uh, we're just going on to basketball over here in the East Lansing. <laughs> we're, football? I haven't heard of it. I'm not familiar with that sport. Uh, let's go to basketball, though. Um, yeah, Michigan really does seem like the real deal. They should put up. What I don't want to, what I don't want to happen is for them to lose to Georgia in the championship. Okay, here's why. And this is assuming they go out and just ask what Ohio State, right? Just put up a solid 20-point victory on them, 30-point victory. It almost is like beating Ohio State is to Michigan as to making it to the Final Four is for Michigan State. It's like, no, that's not a championship, but it's a hell of a good victory. It's a great moral victory. Like for Michigan State, you made it to the Final Four. You can put a yeah. banner up. It doesn't really matter if you win the championship. As long as you make the Final Four, that's basically the same thing. And for Michigan, it's, it's like, I don't want it to be like, we beat Ohio State for the third year in a row. We're freaking dominant. We went to the finals this year. We finally got past the playoff hump just to lose to Georgia. No, like don't give me these moral victories. Go fucking win it. If you want to be the best team, which I know Harbaugh has this team set to that, J.J. McCarthy is the best quarterback in college football right now, and you cannot tell me different. He will be the best NFL player out of everyone that's in college right now um, that's coming out, and that includes the, the – I don't even know what the record is anymore, but USC's Caleb Williams, who yeah. is terrible. This is just He is not the number one quarterback. Like He's not terrible, but like J.J. McCarthy – is it gives you almost like Trevor Lawrence vibes. Now go out here and win the championship like Lawrence did, and you really get those vibes. 
go out there and lose it, maybe get some Stenson Bennett freaking or I mean um <laughs> Max Dugan uh vibe. So I, I'm I want Michigan to do really well. I just want them to win it all. Like, don't give me this. We made it to the finals again and we beat Ohio State and we won the Big Ten. I think we could pretty much hang a banner. Like, no, that's what Michigan <laughs> State right. does in basketball. Don't be like that. Don't be like us. Go win the championship. You're right about it, Nick. It's, it's, it is like after we beat Ohio State, the season's already won for, for Michigan fans in a lot of yeah. ways. But I think I think they're good enough to go all the way. I really do. I think they can beat Georgia. Um, I think it's a good team. Like I said, it's being kind of – the hype isn't as high because I think the Lions are just such a focus in from Michigan. The contingent of Michigan fans, I don't know what percentage of them are dual Lion Michigan fans, but – just coming from personally from one, you know, it's it's hard not to just focus like ninety five percent on the Lions and just like wait for wait for Ohio State. Yeah, that's kind of well. That along with Michigan hasn't played anyone that makes you like this should be a good game. I hope it's a close game. I wonder what happens every single they're playing just entertain entertainment. Yes, exactly. Where the Lions are giving you entertainment every single Sunday, Thursday, Monday, it doesn't matter. We are having another Sunday bout to the, today, this week, uh, against Baltimore, who is four and two. Um, as you can see by my name, we are five and one. Um, one of the top five teams in the NFL per standings. Um, and Baltimore's right behind us, right on our tail. This is a good team. Let's take a bet, let's take a second and, and go back in time. Right. This was Game three of the Dan Campbell era, Jared Goff can't, or I'm sorry, Jared Goff, why did I say that? I want to get to him. Justin Tucker can't let us have one and boots a 66-yarder. Um, then Jared Goff comes out in the press conference and says, I understand it. We're sick of this. The fan base is sick of this, and I'm not here to give you empty promises. This is going to stop. This is going to stop. And he goes out, and I paraphrase, but that's pretty much what he says. And now we're in that. We're in the midst of us stopping this that tor- horrible, terrid Detroit Lions stench that was on us for 30, 70 years. But we're right back to where we were week three of the D- Dan Campbell era. We're in Baltimore. I have some family out there um, going to the game, so it'll be exciting for them. I just want to see where you are at, Julius. Get a temperature reading. Like, are we... The superior team? Are we? Is this 50 50? Is this like both teams have their advantages or is Baltimore the more superior team? See, I feel like this is the Lions' first biggest test, really. A lot of people thought it was the Tampa Bay game last week, but honestly, I was very, very confident in that game that the Lions were going to do exactly what they came out and did. However, with this Baltimore game, you know, I'm not even having flashbacks. I rewatched that 2021 game earlier today on NFL Network, and you could just see the roster is just totally – it's just a total different team, right? But Baltimore is almost very similar still with their team. Strong defense, Lamar Jackson-led offense, you know, Mark Andrews and the main target, a bunch of ticky-tack receivers spread throughout. I think this is a test for the Lions, right? We well, you I know everyone remembers how the Lions were just known not recently about uh not being able to stop running quarterbacks. You know, and this that's what exactly what Lamar Jackson is. Um they have a very good defense. It's 
they're at home. It's always tough in Baltimore. I think it's a. I think this is a true test for the Lions. But you didn't answer my question, so I'm going to ask it again. <laughs> Who is the most superior team out of these two, or is it dead not even? I'm going to say the Lions are the superior all right. team. Sure based on all, day. just based on the first five weeks of the season, right? You know everything right. that's happened. Right, right, right. Um, a lot of that su- uh, superiority superiority comes from our offense, okay? And a lot of it comes from our running game and our offensive line. And we've seen this for years and years now. But we're out David Montgomery. Luckily, in his replacement, we get Jameer Gibbs, our our uh, 12th pick, 12th pick overall this year, first pick in the draft. Along with him, for the first time playing with him, is Jameson Williams, who we had last week. Um, Julius, we didn't really get to talk about it. Adam and I recapped the game, but Jameson had a huge catch, a huge drop. Um, and overall, I think either won the hearts of the Lions fans or the Lions fans that he didn't win the heart from just don't care. And we'll never give them uh, their um, uh, affection, I guess. So Jameer Gibbs, Jamison Williams on the field at the same time against a stout Baltimore defense. Do you have expectations for these two guys this game, not season wide or anything of that nature, but this game, do we have any expectations that we're setting or are we just riding with whatever the punches are? Uh, I think we're having expectations that either one of them goes off when they play together. This is their first game playing together. Mm -hmm. It's very rare to have two specimens, you know, (laughs) of this talent level on the field at the same time, Mm speed-wise. I expect one of them to go off. I will be very disappointed if – neither of them have a big impact in this game. Like they're both minimum, like Jameson Williams, two catches for 12 yards, two drops, you know, Jameer Gibbs average like under three yards of carry, blah, blah, blah. If they both have a bad game, I would be disappointed because I feel like they make each other great. (laughs) They're already great, but they should make each other more of a threat. And we saw that it, we've, we have seen that in Miami this year with Devon, a chain and uh, a chain and, um, Tyreek Hill, right? Or and then you can add in Jalen Waddle, and you can add in Raheem Mostert. But um, we see it with these two speedsters, and we see how they open up the field for each other as long as Jared Goff has the confidence to hit Jamison Williams. I expect Jameer Gibbs to have a huge role, and I want Jamison to be more involved. I just still don't see it happening. I no longer see Jamison Williams as a eight to 10 catch ever in a game. Like, I don't think he'll ever have that in a game. I think he's very similar to like Mike Williams for the chargers, which is like two to four to five catches a game, but big catches, deep ones, you know, boost for your fantasy team. That's just the expectations I have now. I I have, I have gotten rid of any and all expectations for him. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope Jameson goes out there and catches 10 balls today. Like, and just is like, Nick puts a middle finger up right to me. And is like, you're dumb. And I hope that's the case. But right now it looks like I don't have faith in – not that I don't have faith. I just don't trust Jameson Williams to give me what I thought I was getting out of him. But if he wants to catch a ball for 50 yards and a touchdown every game, that's fine with me. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. He's just not ASB possession receiver. You know who Jameson Williams' best-case scenario turns into for us? It's not the 8-10 to catch guy. It's not the Marvin Harrison or Mon Ross St. Brown type. 
it's like Deshaun Jackson back when he played with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Like four, like you said, Mike Williams was a good one too. Four catches, burn like a couple of them for TDs. Mm-hmm. A quick take, a quick slant, fifty yards to the house. Yeah. The, the the Jameson bomb we saw last week. I guarantee we see another attempt this week. So you're you're definitely right. That's that's what we're hoping for out of him. And if that's what we get, that's that's great. Yeah, Deshaun that's, Jackson was a great receiver. Yeah. Oh, oh, most definitely. We yeah, we we already got our 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 twelve catch for a hundred and twenty yard guy in Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, we do. We've got Sam LaPorta ready for like eight to ten targets a game. We need J Mo to be explosive with the ball in his hand. Yeah, and we know Josh Reynolds can catch anything. Did you see his catch last week where he went like yeah. behind his back? It was one of the oh, best so catches good. I've ever seen. So good. He's, he's like a top ten receiver right now, analytically. It's true, along with our tight end, who's one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, Baltimore Ravens have been pretty stout against uh, tight ends this year. I had the stats pulled up, and now I accidentally deleted them uh, or exited out of it and never went back to get them. But off the top of my head, they were pretty good against uh, tight ends. Do you have any expectations for Sam Laporta today? I do. Um, I, 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 expect, I expect Sam Laporta to have a decent game against the Ravens. Um, I mean, Patrick Queen is definitely okay. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Before you get in here, here's how I wanted to lead this segment in. The Baltimore Ravens are the best team against tight ends this year. 36 targets, 22 receptions, only 151 yards through six games, which is about 30 yards a game. Um and about six targets for 30 yards a game. There is what they're averaging about four, three and a half, four receptions. Zero touchdowns scored by a tight end position, opposing tight end against Baltimore. And again, they have allowed 11 fantasy points to tight ends, which is the least amount by any team in the NFL. And in comparison, just so we have an idea, the Detroit Lions are somewhere on this list, but I can't find them. Oh, they're right here. Um, They have allowed 44 points to tight ends this year in fantasy, a whopping 33 more than Baltimore. So that's how I want to lead this segment in. Now, as you were saying, Julius, what are those Sam Laporta expectations? Well, I guess knowing those facts now, <laughs> Nick, uh, <laughs> Sam Sam is headed for a tough outing out there, you know. <laughs> If, if if Sam if Sam has a great game against this Ravens defense, he's most definitely real deal All Pro Holyfield. That's true. That's true. However, yeah, I mean we need we kind of need a threat in the middle of the field. I mean we could yeah. find that with Josh Reynolds, we could find it with Sam Laporta, but we definitely need somebody to be that valve for Jared Goff off the play action, off the rollouts. Mm-hmm. So this Ravens defense is a test. Like I said, everybody was talking about Tampa Bay's defense and, and Tampa Bay last week. I think this is the much testier game, right? If the Lions yes. come out in this game and just wipe the floor with the Ravens like they've done the last few games, like 14-plus, another 14-plus victory, just another business outing for the Lions, then we could just start talking about Super Bowl all we want to, Lions fans, all we want. And I will be. It looks like I just Raiders on Monday night football, the bye week. And then we got like the Vikings and the Bears. Man, my uh, softball championship game was supposed to be at the same Monday as the Lions versus Raiders. And uh, we were all like in a stage of a protest. We were like just not going to go to the game. And they we basically forced the hand, not we, but like as a league, we forced the owner's hands to uh, 
push all of the playoff games and championship games to this to, to, to tomorrow. So we yeah. have three games tomorrow rather than one game tomorrow and two games uh, next week. So we got lucky. I was almost going to have to miss that game. And I was like freaking out. I was like, I can't miss my championship game, but I can't miss my Lions on Monday Night Football. So oh, no, I don't know what we're about to do. I'm about to have AirPods in, listening to the game at third base. You know what I mean? Fourth field going to be that. Fourth field's going to be lit that for that. It's going to be a bubble. The Lions going to come for the Raiders that, that night. That's going to be like. Welcome to the show, America's team. That's what we yes. are. Absolutely, it will be. Especially after two weeks on the road, we get back. The fans are just ready to go, especially if we beat Baltimore and we come into this game 6-1. and one. Dude, we'll have couches being burnt. We'll have fights left and right. Like, have you seen all the fights happening in the NFL this year? Like, every fan base I've seen get has gotten into at least four fights. And that includes the Lions, who were fighting themselves. I was just about to say, have you saw? I haven't really saw any many Lions fans videos. Maybe fought each other at the Falcons game. Maybe because of the overarching, you know, theme of the Lions just kumbayaing uh, opposing fans' stadiums, you know, taking yeah. it taking it over. But I, I feel like people we be we we roll so deep. I don't understand. I guess fighting amongst ourselves would be the only way out. So. Uh, this is dumb. Why? I, it why is dumb. Yes, I have no idea. What are we doing? No what are we? Said, you know. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of hate in this country right now. Let's all I, kumbaya. I've been in Texas for twelve years. I went to four Lions Cowboys games in Dallas in Jerry's world, and the Lions lost all four, and they lost a couple of them like last second. And I heard the worst, most vile stuff from Cowboy fans leaving the stadium every time, just trying to poke me into. Uh, you know, a confrontation. You just gotta, you just gotta let's let it go. Just Rise it above. There's nothing you can control. Just yeah. let it go. Yeah, for real. Like these guys are fighting over like teams, like a game exactly. and teams. Dude. Like, they're not. Yeah, I believe for the Lions, but I'd never fight someone for the Lions. Unfortunately, Who pays you money. <laughs> they don't. Exactly. They are them. not. In fact, you're giving them your money. Like exactly. they're billionaires, so millionaires. Um, okay, well, it's gonna be a big fight on the field today. How many? How many? You think it's gonna be a chippy game? You think it's gonna be great game? A lot of chipping, a lot of extracurricular activities. Oh, I yeah. think so. Baltimore and Detroit are two gritty cities, as I like yes. to call them. And yes. uh, you know, walking their trap, take over their trap, as they like to say. I'm sure the Ravens ain't gonna let that happen that easily. So I I expect, you know, it to be a very frisky, very very violent game. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad for Detroit versus everybody working at six thirty in the morning on Monday. That's gonna be a tough one. Get your rest mm -hmm. in right now. Um, let's talk about a little bit about our defense here. Brian Branch is back, baby, and we love that. Um. Tracy Walker has been laying hits left and right. Hutchinson's been a freak all year long. Our linebackers, including Alex Anzalone, or, or more specifically, be leading our linebacking group, Alex Anzalone, and all the linebackers, Derek Barnes, everyone's been playing so stout. Cam Sutton has been Sutton Island, in my opinion. Um, I want to know who is going to be, who are we going to talk about on Monday from our defense from this game? Alex Anzalone. Mm. Talk, tell us why, bud. He's he's just been the the leader of our defense in the middle all season. 
he's having the best year of his career, age 29, uh, 28. I'm not sure which, but he, he simply put, he's one of the best linebackers in the league, and, and, and nobody's talking about him. Nobody's talking about him. Everybody's talking about uh, Aiden Hutchinson and Dan Campbell in the offense. But uh, there's there's other actors in play on this defense that's the reason it's thriving. And Alex Vanzaloni is one of them, and I think he's going to have a huge game against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to have to cover Mark Andrews here and there a little bit. We'll see how that, how that goes. But he's been locked down coverage-wise, like top 10 in the league so far this season. So I expect him to rise to the occasion. Is it crazy to think – I mean, I don't obviously this, this won't happen, but like if you were able to and this would be OK, wouldn't you want to put Cam Sutton on Mark Andrews and let Zay Flowers and Brian Branch play it out? Let OBJ and Jerry Jacobs play it out. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like that's always a great idea with their coverage skills and tracking those crossing routes that Mark Andrews like to do. However, the problem is always size. Right. Because, yeah, you oh. got. Yeah. Mark Andrews, like what, six, seven, two fifty five. You know, yeah. you could just kind of just throw a little out over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, look, little Cam is on, you know. <laughs> yeah, little Cam. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually why they like to have the bigger, the bigger safeties and the bigger linebackers uh, branch out on those tight ends. So it's true. That's very yeah. true. I forget about that. You're right. I was just thinking straight up coverage wise, but I'm glad. That's why I ask these questions because I need I need to think myself. So I'm oh, glad yeah. you said that. Um, we do have good safeties. We do have Kirby. We do have Tracy. We do have Brian Brent, all out Brent. there to help. Yeah, exactly. So and then Anzalone has been phenomenal. I mean, what four or five pass deflections this year already? I mean, it's he's he's been like you said. Just to reiterate a little bit more, like he has been outstanding. Um, he did it for a while while his parents were in Israel and we didn't know if they were coming home or not. And now obviously they are home and hopefully that's just a lot of stress off him and he can play even better. Um, and then Derek Barnes, dude, he's my like step up wow. guy. He's been unbelievable in the run and that's what Baltimore does. So I think we're next or on uh, Monday when we're recapping this game, I think we're talking a lot about Derek Barnes who won't make the um, box score jump, right? He's not going to have four sacks. He's not going to have three pass deflections, three tackle for losses. Like that's just not what he's going to do, but he's going to help bugs and Aleem in the middle. And they're going to stop, uh, justice Hill, Gus Edwards, um, whoever Keaton Mitchell, whoever wants to run the ball for him. Obviously it's going to be a little bit like Derek Barnes covering Lamar Jackson on the outside is going to be rough, but Specifically, those running backs, I think Barnes will be able to slow them down, and it'll be very, very interesting. I think that's who name we're talking about. Oh yeah, Speaking- Derek Barnes, most definitely. Yeah, he's great. And speaking of Lamar Jackson running, how worried are we about his running ability, rushing abilities against our defense? If you had to right now, that we have over under is set at fifty five and a half yards rushing for Lamar Jackson. If you had a free hundred thousand dollars to put down right this is your hundred thousand you win you get two hundred thousand if you lose you don't get anything you have to pick over under 55 and a half rushing yards for lamar jackson what do you say i'm gonna say under i ain't gonna say under because i believe in aaron glenn and the run defense that he has sculpted i don't even think lamar jackson will be able to get get free of that pocket too many times. I think the pressure will be hot. They're going to be disciplined. I remember the last time they played in 2021, I think he had maybe 60 rushing yards, but they were hard fought. You know, Aaron Glenn coached it up well. As long as they stay disciplined, I think they have the talent to keep him in check. Lamar Jackson is going to have to beat the Lions with his arm through the air. 
That's what it's going to come down to, our secondary covering. Like I just mentioned the line, we just mentioned the linebackers, Barnes, Anzalone, the safeties, uh, covering the tight ends, Mark Andrews, the, the receivers, Zay Flowers, on these underneath crossers that they love to do, and they burn you on. As far as the read options and the design quarterback runs with Lamar, they 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 might try it. Baltimore might try it, but it's gonna be a hell to pay. It's gonna be a hell mm-hmm. to pay because the Lions defense is gonna hit Lamar Jackson and they're gonna hit him hard. And it's not easy getting in the middle of that with Isaiah Bugs, Benito Jones. You know, we got some big boys down there now. It's it's not the same. It's not the same. And correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, well, I guess you can't because it's an opinion, but I would personally say uh, Lamar Jackson has fallen off over the last two years in sense, not that he's like terrible Trent Dilfer or anything like that. Like he just isn't the Lamar Jackson from four years ago. And he's not the Lamar Jackson from two years ago. I think he's gotten, I think age just every year age catches up a little bit. Um, he's trying to be more of a passing. They're trying to do this whole new offense um, and it's they're four and two, but, like they lost to Pittsburgh 17 to 10. Like you can beat this team. You know what I mean? They're not unbelievably dominant by any means. Uh, Lamar Jackson had 58 rushing yards last time we played him in 2021. He also had 287 passing yards on 16 completions. One touchdown, one interception, one fumble. We <laughs> have to get in the <laughs> and that was, And that's true too. And who was our leading on offense where we scored 17 points? Our leading wide receivers were Khalif Raymond, Darren Fells, and TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. After that, Kaderil Hodge, Quintez Cephas, St. Brown had one catch for two yards, and Trinity I watching, Benson. I was watching a game earlier, and swear to God, Amon Ross St. Brown played most of that game on special teams. <laughs> Rookie see week week three of his rookie season, he was he played like twenty percent of the offensive snaps in that game. Literally, he was not even a, a thought about really in that game yet. Kaderil Hodge and Trinity Benson were beating him out for snaps. That's just disgusting. What were we doing? That was with Anthony Lynn as our offensive coordinator. It's just yeah. terrible time right there. But yeah, I think. We are way, way better. Um, we should go out there and be able to handle Baltimore, and our defense is going to be stout. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he had 58 rushing yards against us. But, again, like I said, I think he's just a little bit slower right now. So I'm not – I'm just not that worried. Like, yes, you need to pay attention to it, but I don't think he ha- – like, Justin Fields us for 190 yards or something of that nature. Like, I just don't think that – I see that happening. So then he's going to have to beat us with his pat with his arm, and he just doesn't have that great of an arm. Uh, so – We'll see Jerry Jacobs, Cam Sutton, um, how they cover up uh, OBJ, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers. It'll be fun to see if Brian Branch goes on Zay Flowers in the slot, then Walker or Kirby is going to have to stick on Andrews. And I would prefer that to be Walker because he's more physically dominant where Kirby can kind of sit back in a cover one and just read where Lamar wants to go. And if he wants to go deep to OBJ, go go attack that. But um, that's kind of how I want it to go. Do you have any? Any, if you were Aaron Glenn, how would you scheme up our defense? That would be, I mean, that would be ideal uh, to have one of the Tracy Walker cover or Brian Branch uh, cover Mark Andrews for most of the game. Um, You can kind of switch around with Zay Flowers. I just, I'm not that worried about Lamar Jackson. I mean, his passing numbers are not that bad this season. He's actually been pretty good decision-making wise, accuracy wise. He's actually been doing more damage with his arm than his legs, which historically has been the other way around. 
So I, we just got to be careful. I just think if the pressure is there in the pocket, the Ravens won't have much. I got them scoring under 17 points in this game. So what is the – it's at plus three for the Lions right now. They're expecting Baltimore to win by three, I believe. Um, over, under, do you know where that's set at? Because I don't know. Yeah, is it like uh, 47? Is that right? So we'll talk about that real quick. The over under in the spread, which is set. No, Lions uh, are plus three, and the over under set at 43 and a half. Looks like heavy wind in Baltimore today. Heavy wind. So I want to hear your thoughts. Plus three Lions. You don't got to give me a score yet, but just plus three Lions over under 43 and a half. Do you take the Lions, Ravens, or over under? I take the Lions. Lions plus three. Uh, I take the Lions plus three, and I take the over. Over on 43. That, on that point total, on 43. Um, I still – this heavy wind thing on the road, it plays well to the Lions. It plays well to the Lions because they can just scheme up, you know, the, 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 their drives, the way Ben Johnson crafts these drives out, um, are just to just take pieces and pieces of, of the field at a time, not necessarily explosion, uh, 40-yard quarterback runs like Lamar Jackson likes to do or 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 or, or whatever like that. I think the, uh, they slow it down. It becomes a ground game, and the Lions excel at that. That's what the Lions play best to. Uh, it's going to be violent. It's going to be gritty, and, and Dan Campbell is going to have them ready for that. I take yeah. the over on the 43 I'm with you on both of them, taking the Lions plus three and the over as well. Um, I just think – I think I think that our defense is stout, but Baltimore will score. And I think that Vegas still thinks the Lions can't play well on the road, and I think we have um, abolished that this year as we're 3-0 and on the road or something like that, 4-0. and I can't remember specifically. Um, okay, so let's uh, jump into a little bit more – kind of off the field stuff i'm i'm curious on what you think here we have a trade deadline coming up in nine days right is there any one or specifically that you are hoping the lions go after or even if that's not so are you just hoping the lions do a trade at all or are you like nope we have our team i do not want anyone i want to kind of hear what you're because it's, it's okay to not want to trade for someone because our chemistry is pinpoint right now. And it's okay to want a guy as good as Max Crosby or as small as like who, you know, someone else um, that might not be that big of a name, but you think could help us out. So how are you feeling about the trade deadline in nine days? I am feeling very good about the trade deadline. This is a new experience for me, just like it is with those, uh, with like a lot of Lions fans. Uh, uh, usually we're selling, we're trying to, you know, get more picks. You know, we're in the sale mode, but I'm okay if the Lions are in buy or hold status at the trade deadline. If they if they think that, that their roster as is is going to take them as far as the, as the stars will allow this season, then don't move. Keep your draft capital, Brad Holmes. Keep your young pieces. Don't add to. Don't take away. And keep moving forward. However, I would be very excited if the Lions added specifically on defense prior to the trade deadline. We've never seen it. This, this is unforeseen times we've had right now as Lions fans. We don't even know what it's like to see the Lions have traded 
for Max Crosby and they'll put on the other side of Aiden Hutchison to go on the Super Bowl run. I don't think we realize the kind of brevity that is, you know what I'm saying? I would love to see that, though. Like I said, specifically on defense, get another corner or get another edge rusher. Uh, offensively, you know, who do you want to go get? Receiver rise that is worth it to bring in midseason. It's not many names out there. People say Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy from Denver. Possibly if the price isn't too high, I wouldn't mind it. Um, however, with the decision of Jamison Williams, he might have been that midseason acquisition coming back from the suspension early that we don't even need to add to anything. Uh, the running back room has been pretty hurt. Do you want to make a trade for a running back? Who does that value-wise nowadays, especially with draft picks? So I think the offense is pretty much intact, but I would really love hometown homeboy Max Crosby, Honolulu Blue and Silver, across from Aiden Hutchison, another hometown homeboy, to wreak hell on the way to the Super Bowl. Oh Tell me that my. sound great, bro. Tell me that sound great. I'm all in. Please sign me up for that. I want Max here. I want him here. I know it would cost money. I get that. And blah, 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 blah. But I'm pretty sure we still have like the fifth most cap room this year. Yeah. And I next year, I don't think we're in cap hell. Maybe third. Yeah. I don't, and next year, we're not in cap hell, hell by any means. We're going to have to start signing players. That, obviously, we're going to have to sign Goff, Hutchinson, Sewell, St. Brown, Jamison, Gibbs. I'm, and the list goes on and on, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if any of them – I don't know if I'd – like, there's, you know, Hutch and Sewell and I guess Goff are, like, the only guys I would want more than Max Crosby. I would sign Max Crosby over re-signing half of our team. Like, Max Crosby is so – such a freak, and and him and Hutchinson's – what, what describes both of them are their motor, right? Their relentless motor. And if you had that on the same team, it would be so phenomenal. And that is not under – mining john kaminsky or charles harris or any of the edge rushers that we have okora who looked great last week with a pass deflection and a sack i just i want max crosby when when the the, the rich want to get richer and i want to be richer we're rich right now in in talent on the lions team and i want to be richer i want to be greedy so i would love crosby coming over here as well but that's probably unlikely we will see if brad holmes does a trade um, let's get to our three keys of victory and our score prediction as we wind down this 10 o'clock hour, get to 11 and we're just a couple hours away. Julius, do you want to start here? Three keys to victory. My three keys to victory for the lions at, at, at the Ravens today is to one quiet their home crowd. Hmm. It'd be great. This, this whole storyline of the lions, uh, kind of taking the opposing fans taking over these home stadiums and, and it becoming more like a neutral site game for Lions. It's quite possible that happens again today. Um, if the Lions come out strong like they usually do, uh, it, it kind of builds on itself. And I just think that that's a heavy key is just to keep keep the Baltimore crowd out of it. You know, keep make this a neutral site game again. Walk in their trap, take over their trap, as the homeboys like to say. Key to the game number two. Uh, of course, it'll be, uh, I will say two words, quarterback contained. Um, we cannot let Lamar Jackson have a same old lion 190-yard rushing game. If we do, we're going to lose, guaranteed. 
Like we're going to be talking about that later this week on the show about, oh, man, if only they didn't let him run for blah, blah, blah and three touchdowns, you know. So but I trust, like I said, the Lions have the best run defense in the league by many measures. And, and I trust that they have a good game plan ready for Lamar Jackson. I got him under 55 rushing yards today. So that's the second key. And, and lastly, the burners, the burners, they're together. We, we're talking about 98 speed and 96 speed. Set them up next to each other. Two Alabama Crimson Tide boys, Jameer Gibbs, Jameson Williams, together on the field for the very first time. And I said earlier in the show, I'll be highly disappointed if one of them don't go off. Mm. Because together, they're so much more dangerous. So that, those are my three keys to the game today. And, and I'm, I'm pushing a prediction now. No, let me get my keys in, then we'll get to our predictions. Um, I got Adams written down too. Um, three keys to victory: one, 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 one. Number one: run, 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 run. Number one: run. That's all I'm gonna say. One is run. Run the fucking ball. I don't care if Dave Montgomery's not out there. I don't care if it's the blocking maniac Craig Reynolds or Jameer Gibbs, or if you want to give end arounds to Khalif or Khalif or Jameson. It doesn't matter. Run this ball. Do not try to overpass it in a windy road atmosphere in my opinion just let your offensive line go in there do their work and get the job done uh number two pressure get your pressure on Lamar get get handsy I want I want one hand on Lamar Jackson every single time he thinks about stepping back in that pocket if he is not handing the ball off to Justice Hill or Gus Edwards or Keaton Mitchell or Melvin Gordon whoever the fuck is running the ball for them then we need to have at least one hand on him. No, we're not going to bring him down every time. Get a hand on him. Get him scared. Make him want to run and where Anzalone and Barnes can go light the fucker up and then, or have him try to toss it to Andrews where Tracy Walker will go decapitate him. So get a hand on Lamar Jackson. And then number three, win this game outright. Do not let Justin Tucker, because you know that wind – is going to be with him in the fourth quarter. And that 66-yarder, I swear to God, they're going to try to break like a, they're going to break it. They're going to go for 67 or 68 this year because the wind is with them. And it's going to be like a one-point game or two-point game, and he's going to fucking hit it. Don't let that happen. Just don't let that happen. Be up by four. We have a four-game streak right now winning by 14-plus points. Do not lose that streak. Baltimore is not that good. I don't care that they're four and two. They're not that good. They're not. They're not. They have a hell of a good coach. Hell of a good coach. And that's why they're continuously atop the winning um, section. So go be a better coach. Go. Don't let Justin Tucker have a chance to beat you. Um, run the ball as much as you can and get a hand on Lamar Jackson. Get handsy. Those are my three keys to victories. And I will flip it back to you, Julius, to get the score prediction. Oh, hold on. Before you do that, let's say Adam. Adam. Oh, my phone died. Well, he's put it in our chat. It was like 24-14, wasn't it? Something like that? I believe so. But let me just. Yeah, 24-14 Lions. That's what I, I thought. Adam. So Adam says 24-14, 10-point victory for the Lions. 24-14, 38. So he takes the under. Um. All right. What do you got, Julius? I got 27-14 Lions. Mm, 13 point victory um 27 13 40 so also the under i'll make that he's like wait no i took the over 28 14 because i did take the over okay that works that works that works that works all right um 
Actually, 28-14. I'm pretty sure that's still 42, and I'm pretty sure that's still the under. This is why the over is a little risky. This is why the over is a little risky. You're right, because I don't want to give the Lions over 30 points. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I don't want to give the Ravens over 17, because yes. I think they can score that many. Yes. Maybe I, you know what? Go. I'm changing my – I'm going under. I would go to under on this game. All right, that's that really kind of weird. Really, prediction, I would go to under, and I would go 28-14. I am going to stay with the over, and I am going to go Lions 26, Ravens 23. And they will not listen to me, and this will be a close game. And Riley Patterson will miss a field goal throughout this game, and we'll all be super angry that he did, and that like, game comes down to three. And it will be Justin Tucker trying to hit a 68-yard field goal with the wind on his back, but falls a yard short. Um, we'll all be nervous. We'll all be holding hands. We'll all be singing uh, – you know, kumbaya or whatever, and just trying to get that to go blow, get the fan up and blow the football. Um, and it will help because Justin Tucker yeah. will not hit it. So 26-23 Lions for me. Um, we saw Justin put in here 28-13. I think he was the only one to throw a uh, score prediction in here. So hopefully you're right, Justin. He was also asking, how do I get this Jameer Gibbs jersey? And if you are also asking yourself that and you saw on the bottom, Go to Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, go create a Twitter. Your kids probably have a Twitter. Your grandma probably has a Twitter. Like, go find X someone. Now. It's X now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. Sign up on X. Um, and then just retweet our tweet. We are giving away a free Gibbs jersey, I think is what it was, or $100 cash. If Jameer Gibbs scores two touchdowns today against the Ravens, there is no Montgomery. Don't don't forget. So it's very likely. If you want $100 or Jameer Gibbs jersey, just go retweet the post on repost the post on X. That sounds terrible. Uh, but I think that's how I'm supposed to say it. Anyways, other than that, I don't have anything. Julius, you got any final words to say on this uh, game here? Go Lions. I want another 14-plus victory. Keep the streak alive, baby. Keep the streak alive. Go Lions. Thank you all for listening. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. We are everywhere. We appreciate all the followers. We have been gaining a ton of stream, uh, steam and momentum throughout this season. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button so you know when we're coming on. Normally Sunday mornings and then sometime during the week for a post game. Thank you for watching and go Lions. Go Lions. Ba, ba, ba.